What's up, party people? Welcome to another episode of Where Does Food, the food history podcast, where the hot takes are not about the food. I'm your host, Elle, and with me is our other host, Tim. That's me. I was trying to think of a name, but I'm not feeling like, I'm not feeling creative. <laughs> so, hey. so, it's just Tim today. It's Tim today. It's just Tim tonight. Hey, that's all yeah. we need. Tim tonight. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That feels that feels good to hear. Yeah. You know how you know how much I don't hear that L. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you should hear that more often. <laughs> you know you know how many people never say like, all we need is you, man. Yeah, no. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need. You don't need to be a character. You can you don't have to do voices. We like you when you do your normal voice. <laughs> that's what I, I don't want to hear. <laughs> Actually, Tim, you're kind of insufferable when you keep making stupid jokes all the time. No. So if you could stop, that'd be great. <laughs> no, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's a, it. You know, it feels good to be here. Good. Feels welcome. Good to be here. Yeah, welcome. I to like the being in my closet. It's a little warm, but I like being in it's my closet. It's a little warm. I mean, it's yeah. It's been it's been too hot. I know it's summer, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Dehydration stations yeah. over here. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah, Tim. Based on the method of production, what food can be made extra soft, soft, firm, or extra firm? Um, me on a Saturday night. Uh, not talking the, about a Brazilian butt lift over here. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's tofu. Boom, 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 boom. It's tofu. We're talking about tofu tonight. That was a heck of a guess. How do you feel about tofu, Tim? I love it, man. How do you feel about it? I've learned to like it. I'm not gonna say I love it, but I've learned you to don't like have it. To, you don't. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to like it. It's fine. But you can dislike it. I like tofu in the very American way to like tofu. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like the extra firm, and I like it when it's nice and fried and in my Asian dishes. Yes. I think I've said on the podcast before that when I eat out at like either Thai places or like Chinese places, anything like that. Um, I actually do tend to lean towards getting tofu dishes. I actually don't Interesting. go okay. for I actually don't go for like chicken beef or anything like that. For the most part. I, every once in a while I, I dabble, but like for the mo- I just they just do tofu really well in the sense of like the fried kind of like this is a meat replacement product. But I do know that tofu is super super versatile. Very, <laughs> yes. And I don't use it for any of that <laughs> versatility at all. <laughs> I pretty much have only ever had the extra firm, and even at my house, even when I've cooked it, it's always been the extra firm, like f- like pan fried properly, you know, with the cornstarch and the so it can get crispy things like that. Like that's usually how I like you can throw it in the air fryer. Consume it. No, I I agree yeah. with you. That's so that kind of to my point of learning to like it uh, initially i was like tofu not a fan but once i learned that it really it doesn't really have a taste in and of itself obviously yeah, yeah. more more um asian cultures are gonna have more of like that bean flavor come out of it but for our american visors there's really not a flavor to it so just it usually yeah. soaks up whatever you cook it in and it's usually delicious <laughs> yeah it's a little it is a little vegetal i never like I don't like, I never like telling people not, it doesn't taste like anything because I'm always like, all right, listen, it's not going to be like drinking water. Okay. <laughs> Let me just like, it, it is a fucking bean and it's a little vegetal. Okay. Like it's got a little, Depending. it's a little, <laughs> it's a little vegetal, but that's a good thing. 
Like, I like that. I like the little kind of veggie taste, you know. That's what I'm looking for. That when veggie I'm tails. Uh, yeah, when I'm, yeah, like veggie tails. I'm Bob the Tomato. Uh, like veggie tails. <laughs> I don't know Larry's voice, but it's Larry the I, Cucumber. But Larry. I know every fu- every fucking episode of Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. It's fucking, I'm Bob the Tomato. Every time. That'll be the next, our next guest, Bob. And Mary with Larry. Yeah, Bob the Tomato. Yeah. Maybe Larry. But I can't. Bob for I don't. Sure. I'm, I don't. Listen. I don't want to. I don't want to do that because that's a Christian program, and I'm not a Christian boy. So <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ruin Bob the Tomato. <laughs> I don't want that on my. He's probably already, my legacy. He's already been ruined. That's that's to be fair. So we're keeping it keeping it simple. Keeping it simple today, Tim. We're going All right. zero to hundred real quick. Zero to hundred. How do you feel about tofu? What are you thinking? I didn't feel like doing too much math um, earlier. So zero to hundred. Uh, I'm gonna go 75. I'm gonna go 75. That's pretty solid, I think. Yeah, it's it's. I like it. I do like it. I don't really buy it for the house that much anymore because I just, I just am not a practitioner of the Asian cuisine in my kitchen, really. Uh, so I had a stint where I was trying to get better at it, and I just kind of gave up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I just don't buy it often. Um. For for the house, uh, I've I've reverted back to my Italian, uh, my my Italian food and my uh, American food. So, pretty solid choices, though I gotta say. Plus, I feel like I don't know tofu. You have yeah. to really be in be in the mood for, and there's a lot of tofu, so there's it's kind of hard to just tofu. yeah. It's kind of hard to just like I'm gonna get and a I, pack of tofu. And I, I think it just. It says more to just like Asian cuisine is just like it really is a hard cuisine to like do well. Yes. And there's a lot that goes into it and like it's just yeah, it's just a lot and and I might pick it back up soon. I I I I've made some good dishes. It's just that like it there is such a barrier to it and and when I like I'm such a fucking like weirdo about that type of stuff. I want to try and do it as authentically as I can. Sure. When I make, like, when I make dishes that are like international based, uh, so when I make like Mexican food, I try really hard to like use peppers and seasonings and spices and uh, you know the herbs that would be more traditional. Sure. Uh, and the cooking methods that can be a little more traditional. If I can, obviously, I like I just live in an apartment, so it's like I try to have I have a good amount of kitchen gear though, so you know it is, I can <laughs> accomplish true. some shit. Um. But like I don't have like a like I don't have a blue steel wok like I don't have some of the the more common kind of Asian food uh, cookware. Yeah. And listen, that shit's needed. It <laughs> so, is. It makes a difference, so, right? There's a reason yeah, why those so things are, I, are prepped that way. Yeah. So I hope you know I'll try and get back into it. But a 75 since I I currently do not buy it for the house. Um, if I bought it for a house, it'd be a little bit higher because. I used, I, there was a point where I was eating the fuck out of some tofu. Oh, really? Okay. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good, I mean, tofu's great. It, there's there's a good reason to it. I mean, they got, um, it's high in protein. It's one of the biggest things. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, there's a reason why it people is, use it as a supplement to any type of meat that you, you would perhaps have. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, I guess kind of we're getting into it. Like, what is tofu? It's a good question. What is what it? What is tofu? What is it? Uh, if we... If we give an answer, can we do it after a short break? I think we should. I just had. I'm just. I'm just like really thirsty. I just need to like drink some tofu. Um, 
Let's take a break. You're not doing tofu dinner theater for these motherfuckers. Let's roll. Tim, how was that tofu water? Uh, it was really good. It was really good. It cost me $37 at Whole Foods. <laughs> so. It's really... a stray shot that Whole Foods just got. That was good. Tofu, yeah. aka bean curd. It's a soft, relatively flavorless, said relatively, um, food mm. product made of soybeans. It originates from China and it's influenced other Asian countries like Japan, Korea, and honestly the rest of Southeast Asia. And it's made its way over uh, to the Western world. Um, so tofu, like I said, made from that dried soybean. They're soaked in water crushed and then boiled that mixture it's separated into a solid pulp okora and soy quote-unquote milk it's high in protein iron and has high calcium or magnesium so again not only mentioning that high protein mm-hmm. content but it's also just getting other things that your body needs to survive as well so <laughs> yeah wait you're telling me it has iron and magnesium what uh, <laughs> carnivore diet people told what? me uh, i can't get that out of veggies so uh, what the hell? What What is that? I've been eating nothing but sirloin straight for 47 days. And you're telling me I could have had tofu you could and have, got my magnesium in you could and have my tofu. iron in? Mm-hmm. I literally haven't touched a vegetable in 365 days. And I could have had tofu? Uh, yes. The gains could have came from wow. the tofu. Wow. I'm writing. I'm. You know what? I'm writing Joe Rogan about this. <laughs> I'm done. As I, I say, am done. The the buzzword. I'm about to talk about whey, which is what oh, separates. Fine. Yeah, which separates the the curds from the whey, and they add soy milk to to the to the mix, and then that soy milk mm-hmm. is poured into molds, which allows the carbohydrate laden whey to drain off, and then result is those nice soft cakes that are then cut into squares and then stored underwater until salt until they're sold. Um, usually in bulk, yeah. but sometimes they're also packed individually. You've probably seen them individually in the, at the grocery, almost at the gas station. Please don't eat tofu tofu gas <laughs> at the gas station. I like, I don't trust yeah. that. Um, I can't give my yeah. seal approval for that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, as mentioned earlier, to to Tim's point. Um, so yeah, they can be made extra soft, soft, firm, or extra firm. And there's other ways of making tofu or other types of tofu. But we'll get into that later. But those are kind of the main main tofu categories yeah. that you listen can... when you're in the sh- when you're in the tofu section of your local grocer that's probably the the things that are going to be there yes and honestly they might even I, they might not even have all four they might probably just have not. like the firm and extra firm yes <laughs> yes more yeah. than likely and then also i didn't realize but you can also get dry tofu which does not require yes. refrigeration which i thought was nifty. no yes yeah i've had that before is it good yeah did you like it I like the texture. I like the texture a lot, a lot. It's nice because you just like kind of reconstitute it, you know. So it's it's got like that. It's got a little. I think it has more of a meatier texture than like traditional extra firm tofu. So it's good. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's also like they also will like fucking flavor it sometimes. Oh. Okay. So it's almost like like a jerky situation. Jerky treatment. Yeah. Right. But you don't eat it like dry. You just like. You just cut it up and like reconstitute it in like some stir fry or something like that. Like it's so, so good. interesting. Like just yeah, I, I I had one that was just like fucking MSG and fucking. Oh, just I bet like, that was really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like all the classic like fucking savory, salty kind of like soy flavorings that come on 
uh, traditional Asian foods, and it was just, oh, my God, yeah. I bet it was that was good. good. I really liked it. Very hard to find, and I wish I could find it more because I, I, it's – that's a product of tofu that I really, really enjoy. I would sure. be, if you find it, let me know. I'd definitely be interested in trying that because that Cause sounds. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to press the water out. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like when you are like traditionally, like when you, you got to drain it, prep tofu for certain, for certain projects, you have to like kind of not only drain it, but you have to kind of like press it and let it like, you know, paper towel, you know, that they, they, the one thing I always saw and I, I could be, wrong on how they actually do this but the thing that i saw was just like yeah you put like a paper towel over it and then you mm-hmm. actually put like a little small weight and, and you press it and you just want it to be on like a a, a surface that allows it to like drain drain off. out yep um yeah so you can get the uh, the drier texture so it can cook a little bit better for you um it just takes a little bit of time <laughs> i'm intrigued about <laughs> this about the, this dry tofu yeah. then yeah okay we're gonna find it we'll get we'll report back to you guys which speaking of reporting yeah. This takes us to science time. Boom, boom, boom. Whoa. Boom. Pretty sure this is like the first science time we've had this season. I know. Wait a second. I wanted to talk That's about, crazy. I did want to talk about like the process of tofu just quickly. Yeah, got, and listen, for this science time, since it's the first one in season five, we have our special guest, yeah. Bill fucking Nye the science <laughs> guy. Bill, Bill, go ahead. Take it over, Bill Nye the science guy. Bill go Nye ahead. the Take science guy. Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill singing his own theme song. What oh. a crazy guy. What a- <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. Bill Nye, welcome to Where Does Food. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks for uh, having first me. First of all, big fan. Big fan. Have been a big fan since I was a little tot. Um, and I'm just so, so excited for you to do the very, I'm pretty sure it's the first science time of season five, uh, but this is a segment that we do uh, where we give the science of how uh, tofu functions and works. So, uh Bill, take it away. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. So, how does this process happen? Coagulation of the protein and oil, emulsion suspended in boiled soy milk, is the most important step of the production of tofu. Soybean proteins are mainly composed of 7S and 11S proteins. The negative surface charges on these gobulins usually cause them to repel each other. Heating soy milk denatures the proteins and exposes hydrophobic groups normally oriented toward the inside of the gobulin structure. Cations from the coagulants bind the negatively charged groups, and then as the net charges of the protein molecules are neutralized, attractive hydrophobic interactions dominate over repulsive electrostatic charges, and protein aggregates are formed. Thanks, Tim. Wow, I that was fantastic, Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Nye, everyone. That's Bill, Bill. Nye. Bill, 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 Bill. Wow, I, I did not know that tofu was that involved. Um, <laughs> it was very fun to hear <laughs> Bill Nye give me the explanation for uh, the science behind tofu. Cool. Um, yeah. Also, that is actually kind of that actually is kind of crazy. That's a lot of information. I didn't realize tofu was so. No, I didn't. Re- I didn't realize it either. I didn't. I mean, but I guess that's kind of food in a nutshell, right? It's like there's a lot more science yes, going into I think it than you, I think we, you, you we give credit for. Took the words out of my mouth. I think that is food in a nutshell yeah. because there's been so many times. I mean, talk about the Mallard reaction, the Mallard process, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's how we toast food. But it's like on face yeah. value, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm toasting my bread. 
because of heat. Right. But like, no, you functionally just described like how coagulation works <laughs> in terms of like in terms of tofu. Right. And it's like but when you break it down to like what's actually happening to the proteins and like all the molecules, it's like, oh, like this is how coagulation works. Like, I get it. This is real <laughs> science. Yeah. These molecules push out the other ones and come together and they become a sticky little mass and then you have this fucking brick that we just kind of munch on. You know, <laughs> so. you bring up a good point. I think if I had had more food-related science in my science classes in high school and college, I think it probably would have stuck a little bit more. Um, oh, buddy. You did, know? Did you, not watch, did you not watch Good Eats with Alton Brown? <laughs> not in school, unfortunately. Good Eats was like oh, that man. show, though. You know, I will, I will say there was not enough Good Eats in school. They really yes. didn't play Good Eats in school, and that's a fucking shame because Alton Brown is the science food guy. Yes. He's like... He's the penultimate boom, science boom, food boom, guy, boom, so boom, it's just boom, like, boom, boom. yeah, there's so I yeah. can't like Alton, yeah, Alton Brown, super love that guy, super inspirational. Agreed. Part of the reason why I wanted to do the show, absolutely, yeah. it's just like so good at sparsing out not only historical stuff on Good Eats, but also, yeah, I mean, also like scientific stuff and like why things are doing what they're doing. This dude's the best. <laughs> dude's great. <laughs> No, he put him in schools. He's great. Yeah, you should. I feel like we should do that. I don't know, just in general, because like you said, it's like kids need to learn how to cook. You can always learn how to cook, and it doesn't matter what age you are. Actually, you can always you can always refine your cooking skills. Yeah, and science. Yeah. I don't know. It was a fun way to learn science and learn like, yeah. why yeah. your favorite it foods are the way they are. Speaking of good things, haha. Let's talk about the origin story. Yes, let's get into it. I feel like we're getting into some history now. We are. We, we did, we, yeah, you did the preamble with like, hey, what's preamble. tofu? This is what makes tofu work. Now let's fucking do what the show is based on the premise of the show. Where did is... it Where did it food at? <laughs> How did it the, food? The, where do? Where does food we're come? We're done to do food. <laughs> do yeah. something. No, all right. So a form of tofu may have been discovered during the Han Dynasty. That's 202 B.C., to uh, 220 AD or BCE to okay. uh, ACE. Yeah. Um, but it did not become popular food in China until the Song Dynasty, which was about 1960 Ooh. to uh, 1279. Before refrigeration was available in China, tofu was often only sold during yeah. winter since tofu uh, did not spoil as easily in the cold months, which I feel like we've just over the course of the show, we've pretty much gotten that down pat. Before refrigeration happened, there were so many foods that truly were seasonal foods. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There was no, yeah. We've never had it so good. We've never had it so good. You have never had it so goddamn good. Like we went from- Just a fact of life. Refrigeration to, in theory, if you like it, you can get, and fruit that's out of season because it's just been, it's yeah. been modified that way. But anyways, that's besides yeah. the point. Um, so there's we haven't had one of these in a while, but there's kind of some cloudiness on the origins of tofu in and of itself. Like we we all agree that it came from China, but yeah. there's kind of just some like, but who and how exactly? So I'm about to I'm about to give you some yeah. some some theories some theories. See which yeah. one you feel is. 
Is it as many as who put the hole in the donut? <laughs> well, no, we know who put the hole in the donut, but like the theories on the how? how he put the hole in the donut. <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind so of, kind many, of. So many theories behind that. All right, so, so we got some theories so about who made it. We've got Lord Luan, a Han Dynasty okay. prince. Um, apparently, he was the one that discovered it. And in nope. 1960, there's a stone mural that was unearthed from an Eastern Han Dynasty tomb that provided support to this theory. Um, Don't care. That, that the to-, <laughs> 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 to your point, Tim, some scholars maintain that tofu during the Han Dynasty was rudimentary and actually lacked the firmness and taste to be considered a tofu, which, like, the disrespect. Ah. The disrespect. Ah. So well, you know how I feel about giving royals royalty credit. I know for what most likely was either a their cook or b someone else's bullshit that they enjoyed that they took credit for. And they're like, "I've created this." Um, yeah, yeah, I ate it in a uh, one of the earliest versions of a restaurant, but I made this. It's like but, fuck off. No, you didn't. But yeah, to your point. So that's yeah. that's the that's the first one, which again, in theory, has okay. has some factual historical support to back it up. But meh. then yeah. we've got the production method for tofu was discovered accidentally when a slurry of boiled ground soybeans was mixed with impure sea salt. The sea salt oh. probably would have you know contained calcium and magnesium yeah. salts, which allowed the soy mixture to curdle and produce a tofu-like uh-huh. gel. Oh, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's yeah. the one. That's the one. There's two, there's two more, but technically this one, I feel like kind of goes into its own realm, but like, that's fine. Okay. So the ancient okay. Chinese learned the method for curdling soy milk by emulating the milk curdling techniques of the Mongolians and East Indians. Evidence for this oh, theory okay. is the etymologically similar between the Chinese term of Rofu, which means, which again, apologies, I'm right, which means milk curdled, used during the Sui Dynasty, 581 to 618, for dishes okay. with a consistency like yogurt or soft cheese. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Um, later, that's an interesting, that's right? An interesting theory. Not to keep cutting you off. Sorry. You're good. No, because it's it. It was influenced yeah. by Mongolian milk products and methods of production, and the term dofu, which means bean curdled or tofu. So the third theory is that it wasn't necessarily an accident. It was just taking things that they had learned from a different region on like a different product and then just applying that same sort of it. technique. Even though they didn't know the science, they were like, oh, well, this works with this. You know, maybe we can do it with this or whatever. You got and, it. And then, so instead of it being an accident, it actually ends up being like a process. That sounds pretty solid to me as well. And it kind of goes with the first or the one, the theory before this one. It's not really like yeah, specific sec- to yeah, anyone. Kinda, but yeah, like, where it's like, maybe, maybe it is an accident, but also like, you don't necessarily go from an accident to knowing exactly how it happened. So maybe they were like, oh, maybe this is a similar to like what we do with, you know, milk products functionally. So that's interesting. To that point, I think this last one kind of really might be more of a support for the second half of this theory. So tofu was actually invented when a cook decided to make flavored soybeans using a substance called nagari. However, the cook ended up with bean curd instead of the flavored soybeans. And then it was called dofu 
which again we've already kind of mm. yep um yeah talked about yeah. already talked about so which was similar to what the mongolians called um the curdled beans so i'm like i feel Interesting. like i yeah i feel like that's probably more so more so it yeah i don't think it was an accident per se i think it was yeah. a, no that that that's a lot of yeah that's good that's a it's interesting yeah it's interesting that the first one the it seems like the first one is contested even though there's like some actual there's some actual like you know proof that a sort of product existed um that early on but it's interesting that the content the the contention isn't that it existed it was like is it tofu (laughs) (laughs) like would that be considered tofu so that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of tough, even though, again, I know I was making the joke of like, nope, it can't be that because of the prince, <laughs> but like, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's, a, that's actually like a really good conversation. Those are some good theories. That's fun. Like that, that's got a shroud of, of mystery. That's, that's nice. Yes. That's, that's a good one where it's like that straight up could be kind of any of them. Some of them almost support each other. Exactly. Like, that's why. I- yeah. And then, and then you have the first one, which is really just the question of like, do we consider that tofu? Can you consider that tofu, you know? The early iterations. Yeah. You know, but we've had food in the past where we've, you know, do you really? It's like, no, not necessarily, but should it be a part of tofu history? Yeah, probably. Same with with burgers, like hamburg steak from Germany. It's like, is that a fucking hamburger? No, it's not. But. It's under the umbrella. It's part of hamburger history. It's part of hamburger history because it has a patty form and. You know, we used that and threw it on some bread here in America and made our own thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So I like that. That was fun. That was good. Okay, good. Tofu, well, fun time, good time. I'm going to say, it takes us to etymology time. Bum, bum, bum. Hey. I know, our favorite time. But we kind of just kind of already mentioned it. <clears throat> yeah, we did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Japanese tofu, in turn, is borrowing of Chinese and Mandarin dofu, tofu, the bean curd, bean ferment. The English word tofu comes from the Japanese word mm. tofu. So, oh, okay, yeah, that's where we get and our. And the Japanese tofu comes from tofu. Yeah, Chinese and okay. Mongolian. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. We say that tofu was in, introduced to in Japan about from 710 in the Nara period, and it's because, okay. of course, like most food back in the day, um, Zen Buddhist monks. They were traveling and they were like learning the ways of the Chinese. And these priests like were like, hey, this is this dofu that we have. It's part of our vegetarian diet. And so these Shinto priests were like, oh, that's cool. Um, and they took it back to them, to Japan. And that's kind of how it, how it started. Yeah. A Shinto nice. priest. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it was mentioned in the book Tofu Hayachin, which was published in 1782. And there's a hundred recipes for cooking tofu in there. God. Banana lands. And then, yeah, we get over during the 10th and 11th century. It's now made its way over to Vietnam and other parts of Southeast Asia as well. Um, It's said that this kind of coincides with Buddhism, which I think makes sense. Yeah. Um, And then during the Ming Dynasty, there is a method of making tofu in the (laughs) compendium of Materia Medica. I thought that was fun. Um, and there's a again a list of way to make tofu. So now we're going really westward. Like we've kind of made our way westward from Japan, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now we're we're really making our way over because I was like, how is this possible? So apparently, 
a Spanish explorer, of course, Domenico Fernandez de Navarrete personally saw how tofu was made and documented the process in a book called A Collection of Voyages and Travels. Um, it was published in English in 1704. And then, of course, the popularity of tofu reached French shores and was first produced in France in about 1880. Oh, okay. So, we're in France. And Tim, yeah. it wouldn't be obscure feud history if we weren't going to have an appearance by you-know-who. Ben Franklin. Goddamn, we haven't had a Benny Franklin in a minute. In a minute. It's been a minute since Benny dropped on by the uh, no. by the podcast. He loved everything. Welcome special guest. <laughs> welcome special guest, Benjamin Franklin. Uh <laughs> Indubitably. One of the yeah, one of the uh one of the guys who apparently like brought a bunch of food over or whatever the fuck. Allegedly. A big French like yeah. big like diplomat, you know. Super cool guy, I guess, but I think he had syphilis. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. That's all I think about of of uh, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, had a had a kite or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I literally have. I am the worst at like just common history. I'm just terrible at it. <laughs> L doing this podcast has done exactly one thing, and it has pushed all of my other history out of my fucking head. That's fair. And now. I only contextualize history around the food that we consume. How does that how does that make you feel? I think we should write a book now. I think that has put us in that like zone where all other knowledge I has literally, left our brain. I, I agree with that. It's been a slow Yeah, brain I seriously like I don't you know how like people like landmark like oh like this is like World War Two. I'm like I'm like, oh, you mean like when Coca-Cola started to to like pop off in the States? It's like Americana. Jamming like, things? <laughs> just like complete nonsense information. Nature. Like who the like who the fuck cares? <laughs> no, I will <laughs> It's such a fun party trick. You just got all this random knowledge in your brain and then you have to yeah. refrain like like you said, you're just a normal conversation and you have to wait. Or, like, refrain from saying things. It's like, I just met you. You don't need to know that I know this yeah. random mass fact about food. You will soon, yeah. but not right now. Yeah. It's yeah. It's literally just, like, how my world is contextualized right now. <laughs> the, the history points of food. Uh, but cool. Ben Franklin. I love that. We're in the 1800s now. We've hit France with tofu. Tofu. Um. So, allegedly, Ben Franklin was the first american to mention tofu um he was writing a letter to john bertram in 1770 and he apparently encountered it on a trip to london he he uh london, london. he had a few soybeans and he referred to them as cheese from china it's tuesday in it and then he corresponded with james okay. flint on the subject of the chinese converted soybeans into tofu and then in flint's okay. writing he wrote tofu, T-O-W-F-U. Oh, okay. And apparently this is the first documented use of tofu in the English language. In these letters. Interesting. Yeah. But it's be wow, because okay. of Ben Franklin. Which I'm just going to, it's probably because of a chef. Because that's how mac and cheese happen. So I'm just yeah, going to, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say this is actually because London. of London. London. They went to London town. Um, but yeah, so this London. is this is where the American version of the story gets a little spicy. 15 years later. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> tofu was introduced to Americans for the first time by Harada and Company, which then led to the first ever mass production of tofu by T.A. Van Gundy and his La Sierra Industries in California in 1929. But it said, wow. it is said, that the first tofu company in the United States was established in 1878. And in 1908, Li Yuang, a Chinese anarchist and a vegetarian with a French degree in agriculture and biology, opened a soy factory. That was seen de la Sohen. And this was the world's first yeah. soy dairy and first factory in France to manufacture and sell bean curd. Wow. Very, very interesting twist wow. there. Wow. And then, not to be outshined. In the 1970s, Vietnam War protesters became interested in Vietnamese culture and a greater interest in Asian spirituality. A man named Bill Shirtleff, who discovered tofu while living with a Zen master, quote-unquote, in California, in a California monastery, wrote The Book of Tofu with his Japanese wife, Akiko Ayogi, and it changed everything in, in American tofu world. Um, apparently <laughs> released yeah. since 1976, the book shed light on the benefits of tofu and included instructions on how to make it. Um, and then apparently they went on a nationwide book tour to spread the word about tofu, um, which is an wow. incredible, incredible. You just said that this entire... was in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the only time that would happen. That's the most 70s fucking thing I've ever heard in my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the most 70s. You could have said like early 80s and I'd give it that too, but for sure 70s. For that's sure. That's the most that's 70s thing I've ever If heard I would have said that life. happened in the 90s, I'd be like, that's not true. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. no. I'd be like, no way. There's not. It's no. not We were talking about Pilates then. We don't care about, <laughs> <laughs> we care about Weight Watchers. Tofu in the face. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> WW. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yeah, that's, I love that. That's great. I do know that America is, like, we use soy and a ton of stuff. So we have tons of soy farms here. Yeah, which There's I didn't realize that. Yeah, we have a yeah bunch it's, it's a of soy. big, big agriculture here. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also want to mention some different types of tofu. So, not to be outdone, tofu can also be added in sweet dishes as well as savory dishes. Again, yep. to Tim's point, that's a little bit earthy, a little bit beany, but... It's yeah. gonna it's gonna take on what you're cooking it in if you prepare it well, like like most things, mm. right? Like most things, that's gonna happen. Um, and then of course, in modern Western cooking, we mentioned it's kind of become a substitute for meat, like any type of red meat or like chicken or yeah. fish. Aren't the aren't the desserts typically in it the soft? Oh yeah, used for that. Oh yeah, because it's like buttery almost. And yeah, yeah. So it's like a. Yeah, you're getting a different texture with that. You're not just like munching on firm tofu <laughs> with like sugar on it. You're getting like a, <laughs> you're getting like ah. some sort of like flan almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, flan fan. Flan um, fan. <laughs> getting some. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um. So yeah, you've you've got pickled tofu, preserved or fermented tofu. Um. Usually consists of cubes of dried tofu that have uh, pretty much fermented with fermented. aerial bacterial. Yeah, which yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I, um, then you have soft tofu that's been layered uh, pretty much like a fish brine. It's like fermented in a fish brine. I, yeah. Thousand layer tofu. Um, it means frozen tofu. The ice crystals that develop within it result in the formation of large cavities that appear to be layered. Interesting. You've got 
kori tofu, which is just essentially freeze-dried tofu. And then there's there's a special type of this. They got koya tofu in Japan, and that's freeze-dried tofu from Mount Koya, a center of Japanese Buddhism. So oh, okay. that's like elite tofu. And then yeah, it's like high-end <laughs> shit. Yes. And then you've got koya tofu, <laughs> leveled up tofu part two. Um, so this one is like leaving tofu outdoors in the winter season, and then it's sold in freeze-dried blocks or cubes in Japanese market. And it's usually simmered in dashi, sake, or mirin and soy sauce. Oh, okay. This sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. there's I've, there's a bunch of ways that you can prepare and eat tofu. Obviously, just kind of yeah. depends on how you want to. But yeah, you've got like seasoned, smoked, tofu alu minute, pressed, fermented sticks, fried puffs. I mean, I, I'm really, I'm really stuck up on the fermented tofu. I'm just so curious about how that would taste. I, I actually, like, I tend to like the taste of fermentation. We know sure. this about me. Yes. Um, but I am just so, like I'm just so intrigued by that. Like, I don't, it, my brain can't like bring it together. No, I can't. Yeah, I don't know if I would. Like it's my in my mind, it seems like it's just kind of sour and weird. But I don't know. The texture might stress me out. This might be too <laughs> too slimy. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I would definitely try it though. Yeah. Yeah, I would try. It. Yeah, but yeah, I would so, try it. that's tofu. I mean, you you gave it a seventy five before we started. You you saying the same? Listen, you dropping? You going up? What are you thinking? I think I'm gonna go up just because I had so much fun. Yes. With, I had so much fun with like Heck the yeah. origin of it. Yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. Like, Bill Nye was here. That's that, got, yeah, that that's was pulling, cool, right? That's pulling heavy. Yeah, that's I pulling know. heavy. That Bill Nye made an appearance. Like, <laughs> you know, pretty sick that you got him in on the podcast. Love it, love it, love good it, fr- love you, Bill. He's been gone for, he's been gone for an hour. Um, I. <laughs> But uh, I'm going to go up to an 85. Yes. We'll take that. 85. I think it's I think it's cool, man. Pretty I like solid. it. And it's also like it's got some fun. It's got some fun like ambiguity, but like it's 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 cool. And I like that it's not super super complicated. It's kind of unassuming actually. It is. Yes. <laughs> it's it's just kind of like it's one of those things that I don't know. Maybe that's what our maybe our show needs more drama, but like it's kind of got one of those things that doesn't have like a ton of no, drama to it. Pretty straightforward. So. Yeah. I mean, besides you know the different yeah. kind of the theories of origin, but they all kind of also layered onto each other. So yeah, you know, it's almost yeah, it's almost not like an either or, but like a but like a and also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. So yeah. So that was that was that's fun. Yeah. Eighty five for me. I'm gonna go by ten on that one. Heck yeah, we'll take that. Um. L, we do a thing. We do a thing at the end of the podcast uh, for season five that started in episode three. Uh, <laughs> it's called it's called wreck my b hole. Do you have a wreck my b hole yeah. locked and loaded, ready to go? It, I do for once, kind of. But it's like nothing groundbreaking or anything. That it doesn't have to be. It's just you know this is just meant for us to wreck uh, wreck someone's b hole. Listen, it's actually pretty simple. I my recommendation is to go watch a movie that you actually enjoy watching. Like, when was the last time you like went back and just like watched like an old movie that you grew up watching? Just for just like to turn your brain off. Don't touch your phone. Just enjoy the nostalgia yeah. of it. If only like an hour and yeah. a half of your time, man. That's like three episodes of something. That's a good wreck. That's a good wreck. My my recommendation. So, 
I got a vacation coming up. Bum, and bum, we've bum. talked about this vacation. Pump for you. And I've really, uh, my original plan was to go to the great American city, Chicago. Woo. We love it. We love Chicago. We love you. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was wanting to do that, but I ran into some stuff with Winston and just like, it didn't, you know, I just, I'm not in the place to do that now, but I still take my vacation. So, um, I'm actually going to tie in what I plan on doing on my vacation in with what I recommend Ooh, uh, okay. for people. Um, and I'm going to wreck, and you don't have to be on vacation to do this. I'm going to wreck that whatever city you live in, uh, try and treat it like a tourist and yeah. go check out uh, some, it doesn't have to be food. Mine's going to be very food centered, obviously. Um, but <laughs> just like try, try a place you haven't been before. You know, I know, I know people live in smaller towns and that may not be an option, but like if you happen to live in a town that maybe, or a city that's a little bit bigger and we become blind to where we live, right? We just kind of, everyone gets into habits and that's not a bad thing. It's fine. But actually stopping and being like, huh, like I haven't just like kind of like, scoped out what is maybe new or maybe some yeah. local favorites I haven't checked out before, things like that. So I just, I, I'm going to recommend that. I recommend trying to, you know, try a different place that maybe it's kind of been on your radar in, in the city you live, but you just haven't gone by. So that's my rec. That's my a rec great one. To treat your, your hometown like a tourist and uh, see how it goes for you. I'm super excited to do that yeah. for for, I'm actually doing it for two cities, technically, Murfreesboro and Nashville, but uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I'm so, I literally cannot express enough how excited I am for that, truly. I'm pumped. Yeah, no, truly. I'm, I'm going to eat so much, I'm going to eat so much good food and spend way too much money on all of it, but. Worth I'm, it. Say, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm seriously so pumped. There's so many places in Murfreesboro I haven't gone. I've yes. been here for. I've been working here for three years and I've lived here for uh, like seven months now. And I like my brain is like overloaded when I think about the amount of like breakfast spots and like restaurants I haven't gone to even on the fucking square. L. I'm telling oh, you, I know I want to. Yes. I really have not gone to a lot of places. I'm so excited. So uh, that's my wreck. And that's the end of the podcast. Um, if you heard music kick in that music. While this season it was made by me, uh, our previous seasons have been uh, made by Austin Martin. Uh, pretty much season three and four, uh, because one and two I was using the same intro. But for three and four, uh, he made some music for us, and I collaborate with him all the time. You can find him, Meridian Sky, on Spotify and on Apple Music. And I have some awesome news for you. Yeah. Bro's dropping an album. Yeah. Rose got his collection of songs. He's ready to go with it. I'm yeah, super cool. So That's go so over exciting. there um and give him a listen. It's fucking sick. Uh super pumped for him. Yeah, he's cranking out music and, and I always will recommend and give him that shout out. For sure. Guys, you can check us out on the interwebs. We do have a website. What? It's uh shows.acast.com. For us, where does food? That link will be in the description of the episode. Uh, you can also um, ways to to support us on that website. We do have a button for our uh, Acast Plus, uh, which is plus.acast.com forward slash s forward slash where does food. Again, that link is also not only is it in this episode description, it's straight up just in the show description. So uh, for those two links, you can check this out. Uh, but you can find me personally 
over on Instagram, and oh, I'm also on Threads. Oh, so uh, it's the same handle. It's uh, at Tim underscore and underscore Winston. I don't know if the podcast is going to move over to Threads, but there is a good, good chance that <laughs> this will potentially be the last time I shout out that you can follow us on Twitter at Where Does Food. We might very well end up being an Instagram and a Threads page. Uh, I've actually kind of wanted to do an Instagram page for a while for the podcast. So, uh, but for right now. Check us out on Twitter uh, at Where Does Food, and you can check L out at. I'm still on the Titanic. That is Twitter. I'm the orchestra, so we'll be going down. <laughs> I, I'm, at, I'm on Twitter still at L Chapo with three underscores in between L and Chapo. Um, for how long? I don't know. I don't know. I, I've said that you now for in- months. Do you have an Instagram? I have an Instagram. You should set up a Threads account, buddy. You got to follow. <laughs> I know. I've had I've, I've had a few people. You don't like, have screenshot. to get rid of your Twitter. I know. You don't have to get rid of your know, Twitter. But just set it up. Try it out. My see how it feels. And then uh, I it's, can deactivate. It's nice. It's been nice over on. It's been nice over on Threads. You should actually do it early before it turns into a shit show. Uh, <laughs> right now, it's very wholesome and fun. Um, that's good. You can support us by leaving a review. Uh, you can also. Um, Hit us up, things like that. If you want us to do certain episode topics, um, you know we're we're always interested in doing some stuff. I yes. think for the most part, we haven't done a food that we like haven't had, um, but we actually have one coming up this season that I know f- I'm pretty positive that neither of us have, have had. Um, but, <laughs> but that episode is actually a suggestion from a bud of mine. He wanted us to research it, so we're gonna do that. Um, so yeah, like hit us up, give Out us some, the some food stuff, uh, and like I said, you can support us on uh, ACAS Plus and leaving reviews, and also just like word of mouth, telling your friends about it, putting it on in the car while you lock them in their child safety <laughs> locks, and you tie them down to the back seat, um, and then go on a cross country road trip by ju- and make sure you make sure you set up a little like hamster water thing and uh, feed them. That's really uh, all they need. Or something. That way they stay alive so they can actually enjoy the podcast. All right, everyone, uh, yeah, everyone have a good time and go munch on some tofu. Bye.